All right, welcome into the Buckeye Blitz on Fan Screen Sports, powered by DSP Media. I'm Tito Jeff Fiddle. Follow me on the X at Fit Happens. Also, go to fanscreensports.com. Download the free app for both Apple and Android users. Round the clock programming on the go. We got so many great shows on the FanStream Sports app, and we're adding new content all the time, uh, spanning the entire country of different teams and different regions that we're following college sports. So make sure you download the app for free, Apple and Android users. Um, also, the FanStream Sports Group, where you can uh, interact with hosts and other fans. So um, Ohio State, we'll start with the uh, talk about the new president and new athletic director. They made some comments earlier this week. New president, Ted Carter. Um, Gene Smith kind of opened things up, the outgoing athletic director. He's with Ohio State. Um, for about another five months, and then he will be relinquishing it over to uh, Ross Bjork. But uh, the new president, Ted Carter, first Gene Smith gave some comments early on, but then you know Ted Carter comes on and says how there's no replacing Gene Smith. Um, there were, uh, I think, 19 years what Gene Smith got involved, uh, got in with Ohio State, and um, the president talked about um, you know the, the importance with NIL, Big Ten expansion, the ever-changing college landscape, and how that's going to go. Um, he is a... Uh, a Navy, a Navy guy retired from Navy just a few years ago, but um, Ted Carter gave a lot of um, good information, a lot of positive things talking about how uh, he was asked about possible cuts in sports. Ohio state leads the nation with 36 division one sports that they participate in. And um, he said that there's uh, no, no doubt in his mind. That's the goal. He says is to have 36 sports going forward. So that was positive to hear that as well. Um, he was asked about Ross, Ross Bjork coming over to Texas A&M and if there are any red flags, you know, the uh, the Jimbo Fisher situation where just a couple of years ago, Bjork, who didn't hire Jimbo Fisher at A&M, gave him an extension. Obviously, they fired Jimbo Fisher um, uh, last year at the end of the season and had to pay him like $76 million, I think, was a buyout for that. And also there was the um, uh, situation when Ross Bjork, the athletic director, was at Ole Miss with the Hugh Freeze stuff that went on with – Hugh Freeze making some uh, recruiting violations, also make some calls from university issued phone to like uh, escort services and things like that. And uh, Carter said he did talk to um, Bjork before all this, you know, before they were going to hire him. He did talk to him and ask questions about those situations. And one of the things that he said was that um, one of the things that Carter said was that he said, look, um, Ross owned the Jimbo Fisher decision. And uh, that was good to hear. Ross Bjork owned the Jimbo Fisher decision at AM. And he also said, uh, this is what Ted Carter said, a calm sea never produced a good sailor. So he knows that you've got to have ups and downs, you have things that happen, and you've got to grow from them. And that's apparently um, Ted Carter and the Ohio State um, hiring group uh, feels like that they have a handle on this and that Ross Bjork is the right choice. So Ross Bjork then took to the microphone. Um, he does have Ohio ties. His mom grew up near Finley um, and said that he's got Buckeye. Uh, fans throughout his family that grew up in the state of Ohio. So he's got some familiarity there. Uh, Ross Bjork was the youngest athletic director at a Power 5 school ever when he got hired before. Um, and uh, he's still officially with AM. He'll be there until uh, March 1st, but he is going to be working with Gene Smith as much as he can between uh, now and the five months, five months from now uh, when Gene Smith steps down. So uh, one of the things uh, Ross Bjork did say was that he, he knows there's high expectations at Ohio State. He wants to embrace those. So there's no shortcuts. He talked a lot about um, deconstructing the consolidation of the highest de- – deconstructing the way college football is right now and kind of consolidating some of the highest resource programs. And he didn't go as far to say that he thinks that, um, that there should be a separate 
league yet for college football with just some of the, you know, like the SEC and Big Ten or whatever, since they have clearly separated themselves. But he did say that they've got to, that college athletics, they've got to start looking at things and maybe that's something you have to do. Maybe it's not just football. Maybe it's just the highest um, resource programs being set aside in a different kind of environment. But uh, again, he, very early on in this, we said a lot of the right things. He was asked about evaluating coaches because you know, he's coming into Ohio State. He didn't hire, obviously, uh, you know, Chris Holtman. He didn't hire Ryan Day. And he was asked about that. He said that, you know, he, he's never bought into the wanting to have your guy or having to have your guy in the positions. He knows that Ryan Day has been successful. Um, he did just say that when he evaluates the coaches, what he wants to know is do they have any – what he wants to talk to them and say, are there any barriers that are preventing you from being as, as successful as you can be? And he wants to look also, is there momentum in the program? That's another thing he's going to look at. Is there momentum? We'll talk about a little bit of that with Ohio State men's basketball shortly. But those are things he's going to look at um, when he is evaluating the coaches of, again, the 36 Division I sports that Ohio State participates in. He uh, had a lot of confidence, a lot of nice things to say about Ryan Day. And uh, he said his plan, this is what he said, was he's going to lock arms with Day. He said Coach Day is going to get it done. Uh, Day was in the audience uh, um, as well for this press conference. And one of the things that uh, Bjork also said was he played fullback in college, he played college football, he played a fullback. And he asked Ryan Day jokingly to put a couple of fullback plays in, just uh, run it a couple times, like a trap play or something, because he knows Ohio State, like many other of the Division One programs, the successful ones in college football, does not employ a fullback most of the time. And he, um, he echoed Carter's stance on the 36 sports. And he said, we have to, we have the public's trust the public's trusting us to do this, so we have to try to maintain. We we'll continue to maintain. That's got, that's got to be a goal for us is to have the 36 Division One sports not cut any sports. We've seen some schools have had to do that, uh, having to cut sports. Some have added them back in, but because of budgetary reasons, you've seen schools having to cut sports. Ohio State is the leader in Division One sports. Uh, the only schools ain't they're even close to them and having is something that um, uh, Ted Carter talked about. The only the only ones that really have. And then close to Ohio State as far as numbers like Stanford and Navy, but they're not even that close to Ohio State as far as total Division One sports in the school. So um, he's also asked, by the way, one other thing that uh, I like the reporters pressed uh, Bjork on a couple things, on the Hugh Freeze thing, on the on the, um, uh, the Jimbo Fisher situation. They did ask hard questions about those things. And he was asked about you know the, the process with Mark Stoops. Because Mark Stoops, you remember, when A&M first fired Fisher – there was a rumor that Mark Stoops had been offered the job, accepted the job, whatever it was, and it turned out not to be true. Stoops stayed at Kentucky. And, um, you know, it, it, he was asked about that. And Bjork just said, look, you know, uh, things get out, uh, social media, things come run rampant sometimes. And he said, but he was asked about the process and that. And he explained the process through things and how coaches are hired and how it's not just him. It's going to be a collective. He Ultimately, he, he can make a recommendation but it's not him that makes the ultimate decision. The final, the president, everyone else, everyone else has to sign off on things like that. But he was asked about that. He was pressed on, which I was, I was glad that he said that. And um, by the way, uh, Gene Smith, he uh, welcomed, was very positive. Very, uh, it seems like he and um, Bjork are going to work very well together the next five months. Uh, Ted Carter was asked who makes the decisions over these next five months. If there's an important decision to be made regarding one of the athletic pro, one of the athletic teams or in the program. You know, who's in charge of making that decision for the next five months, which was a great question. And uh, President Carter sounds weird saying that President Carter said it's Gene Smith's job until he steps down. It's Gene Smith's job for the next five months 
Bjork will certainly be with them to, to maybe consult on some decisions and have some input, but ultimately it's going to be Gene Smith. President Carter was very adamant about saying that. And Gene Smith told uh, uh, Bjork and his family, welcome to the hood. Welcome to Ohio State. And uh, it seems like all positive things there. So it was a great press conference. Now, let's talk about Ohio State football news because there's been a lot going on uh, since the last time we did this. Bill O'Brien has been added as offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach. Uh, he is replacing Corey Dennis, the quarterback's coach, Urban Meyer's son-in-law. He's replacing him, though. He'll be the new offensive coordinator and uh, quarterback's coach. O'Brien's got plenty of experience, you know. Um, Alabama's OC, uh, head coach of Penn State after he took over Penn State after Paterno was ousted. Um, and uh, when that program was in a very big state of transition, he did very well there for a couple of years, went to the Texans, the Houston Texans, the NFL had success there as well. This guy is great at developing quarterbacks. And he was the uh, OC at Alabama, you know, when they've had some quarterbacks run through there. So he's done very well. The Ohio State offense averaged 44.2 points a game in 2022 only 30.5 in 2023. Bill O'Brien's being brought in to fix that. So Brian Hartline, remember last year, Brian Hartline was the offensive coordinator and it was expected that Ryan Day would let him call some plays, uh, let Hartline call some plays. That never transpired. Day had the whole thing. It finally looks like Day is relinquishing play calling to Bill O'Brien. Now, Brian Hartline has been named the co-offensive coordinator, but he is. He's still the wide receivers coach, still has a bright future at Ohio State as far as coaching goes. Uh, Bill O'Brien's not going to be a long-term guy at Ohio State unless he becomes a head coach someday. So Hartline is still long-term there, and uh, that's what I think will continue to happen there. Hartline appears to be fine with that. There's been other coaching staff moves. Safeties coach Perry uh, Iliano, he's gone. Uh, Special teams coach Parker Fleming is gone. We're wondering if Justin Fry, the offensive line coach, could be the next one to go. I would imagine Bill O'Brien will have input on that. The offensive line has certainly underperformed um, over the last couple of years. So it would not surprise me one bit to see uh, Justin Fry end up uh, looking for work in Ohio State adding another offensive line coach. Now look at the players they've added. This has been a phenomenal offseason for Ohio State. If you had any questions at all about the culture at Ohio State and about the um, the importance of having Ryan Day in there, this offseason should have erased all those doubts. Ohio State's brought back so many players that people thought would go to the NFL. A number of players. They've got nine starters returning on defense, and they've made other additions we're going to talk about in just a minute. But they, they've kept all these players. I mean, Marvin Harrison, yes, I know he's gone. Um, and I know they had a, a couple of transfers, you know, uh, Chip Trainum um, gone, and obviously uh, Evan Pryor gone. But, but nonetheless, they had a couple of receivers go as well. But the most important people, uh, Harrison's the most important one they lost, but uh, they've had, kept so many players in place. Abuka stuck around, obviously. The guys on defense, we got Jack Sawyer coming back, JTT, uh, uh, Dental Burke. All these fantastic players are coming back. On both sides of the ball, Travion Henderson. And they've added quarterback Will Howard, added Ole Miss running back Quinchon Junkins, who's arguably the best running back that was in the portal. And Ohio State added him from Ole Miss. And so they've got the best duo of running backs in the country, Travion Henderson now and Judkins. Um, Will Howard, obviously, Kansas State. They added Alabama center Seth McLaughlin. And uh, he started every game last year for Alabama at center. That's a huge addition to this Ohio State team. And now they've added Alabama transfer safety freshman Caleb Downs. And as a freshman, he was a five-star by the way in the class of 2023. He, is the, he was the number one safety in that class. He won the Sean Alexander Award as the freshman of the year. 107 tackles, two interceptions, 24-7 sports. Had him as the number one transfer in the offseason. He was second-team All-American. So that's a huge addition to this Ohio State defensive backfield. He's going to start next year as well. Um, and Sonny Styles, it looks like he will now be able to move fully 
to the linebacker role. So that's important there. Uh, expect a bigger out of Sonny Styles. This defense is going to be nasty next year, even better than it was this year. Uh, now, a couple things to keep an eye on, too. Ohio State did add another recruit, um, a four-star in uh, a four-star defensive tackle they've added in this one. I'm trying to get his name right now because I had it in my notes and now I can't find it. But um, the Buckeyes, though, they continue to add players that they might have the top class in 2024 or 2025 when it's all said and done as well. So Ohio State continues to add players to this. And uh, another thing, too, they're talking about Julian Sayan. Uh, Julian Sayan is a five-star quarterback in the class of 2024, committed to Alabama. And now he can change if he wants to. He's going to transfer. Um, he's entering the transfer portal because uh, of the Nick Saban leaving Alabama. So now he's available. He's six feet, six uh, one, one ninety-five, And depending on which scouting uh, which scouting report you read, he's either the top-rated quarterback in the class of 2024 or he's second um, to Dillariola, a former Ohio State commit, former Georgia commit, who is now at Nebraska. So. Um, but Julian saying though, if he ends up transferring to Ohio State, which is a real possibility, he's been crystal ball by 24-7 to go to Ohio State. And if he does, just think about what that does then for the, with Aaron Nolan now coming in for Ohio State. And, um, you know, if that's going to change things significantly as far as what he wants to do. So um, also, we'll, we'll keep an eye on all that. Ohio State football, again, Ryan Day's done the best job of retaining players and adding in transfers of any school in the country, I believe. And so Ohio State is primed. They're going to be the favorite of the Big Ten this year, probably just ahead of Oregon, and they're going to be a favorite to win the national championship. Things Ryan Day is putting all the chips in the middle this year with what he's doing, and the NIL money, I'm sure, is helping out as well. Ohio State men's basketball. They defeated Penn State 79-67 to on Saturday, uh, avenged the loss from earlier in the season in Happy Valley. Buckeyes improved to 13-5 and overall and 3-4 and in the Big Ten. Scotty Middleton, the freshman, was suspended prior to the game for violation of team rules. He was averaging 17 minutes a game off the bench, and uh, they so they didn't miss him yesterday. They will miss him if he misses any more games. No indication. I think it's just a one-game thing. We're not sure what the team rule was that he violated. Let's talk about Ohio State though. yesterday. They were up by as many as about just 22 points in this game. Um, I, I feel like Parr continues to impress me. I love watching Zed Key play. Zed Key, does, he doesn't start. He lost 20 pounds. He looks great out there. It's not translating to great numbers, but I'm just telling you, watching Zed Key play, he's one of my favorite players to watch on this Buckeye team. Jameson Battle keeps getting better and more confident. Uh, Evan Mahaffey and Roddy Gale Jr. laid the way with 16 points in the game. Uh, Mahaffey, you know, a former Penn State player, transferred this year. Uh, Battle at 11, Key had 10, Akpar at 8 points and 14 rebounds. Ohio State uh, started off again like a 16-0 run and then just held off Penn State, put, kept their foot on the gas, the, the foot on the neck, whatever you want to say, of the Nittany Lions and getting the win. Ohio State continues to struggle for long range. That's an issue. Uh, they were just 3-for-18 uh, from deep, and they did make 22 of 25 from free throw line, which helped offset that. Bruce Thornton is the one who's really struggling the most. He had uh, he was 1-for-7 on threes. He finished just three points, did have five rebounds and six assists. He started the season, Thornton did, 23 of 55 on threes, 42%. But since December 16th, he is just 9 for 46, less than 20% from long range. So um, big win for Ohio State coming off a tough loss on the road to a struggling, struggling Michigan team. And I bring that up just because, you know, when you heard um, uh, when we heard uh, Bjork talk about the momentum of the programs he's going to look at. And Ohio State in January seems to lose momentum every year under Chris Holtman. And after missing the NCAA last year, and as of right now, most of the bracketologists, bracketology uh, predictions don't have Ohio State making the field. I still think they're going to get there. I still think they're a dangerous team if they can if they get the shooting from deep fixed. 
Um, and you know, if Bruce Thornton can start playing the way we expect him to, uh, Akpar is just getting better and better underneath. Again, 14 rebounds is a big game for him. They've got back-to-back road games coming up against Nebraska and Northwestern where they host 14th-ranked Illinois on January 30th. These next three games are very important for Ohio State. Winning on the road in the Big Ten. After losing that game to Michigan, a game they should have won. Then, and losing at Penn State earlier in the season, a game they should have won. These next three games, they've got to get back a couple on the road. Nebraska, Northwestern, very formidable opponents like every team in the Big Ten on the road. And need to keep that momentum momentum going and hopefully go into Illinois, uh, play Illinois in the shot in Columbus on January 30th with hopefully a three-game winning streak. We'll talk next about the Ohio State-Iowa game going on on Sunday and a sellout at Ohio State for the women's game. They opened up the upper part of the arena, which they never do for women's games. They're doing it. They sold out the game. A big game with Caitlin Clark in town. We'll talk about that next. And also, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have more football news coming up the next time we talk as well. Follow me on the X at that Happens. Make sure you go to fanstreamsports.com. Download the app. It's free. This has been Fanstream Sports produced Buckeye Blitz.